Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Oh, we have a little... Reckless speculation. Speculation for you guys here today on this Tuesday. We did not plan to speculate recklessly on this Tuesday episode, which we will also have Judd guess the PFF grades. Sounds like we're going to get a little dud stable for my guy, uh, Randy in Cottage Grove, Randy Vike 69. Yes. But, you know, one thing led to another on our Tuesday scoop session with Doogie on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. And it was like, we need to bring this to Purple Daily. So we will. Presented by our friends over at TCL, which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space. I had uh, two football games on a TCL TV. Two football games, one TCL TV in our living room last night. Just bouncing around. Great. TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances, and they bring you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And Judd just got off the phone with our friends at Park Tavern, where you can hang out with us on Sunday. It's our first watch party of the season and uh, and a live vent line from Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Okay, you know what? Right now, Purple fans need community more than ever ever right they need community we all do because we all need to gather and we all need to talk about what the heck is going on with our favorite football team and have i got the location for you park tavern st louis park on sunday uh louisiana avenue south as phil said 8 a.m doors open and judging from how the draft party went i i would say this i would try and get there um to get a seat relatively early but that being said there also is a patio and hopefully it's nice outside there's a patio with tvs as well we'll be in the 11th frame we'll watch the game we'll commiserate hopefully then vent line will turn into the first win of the season but if not again community sports therapy never more important than in times of crises and this is a time of purple crisis join us on sunday it's going to be great fun we'll even drink a few beers and we may speculate Recklessly. recklessly. Well, or you recklessly. can. You come up and tell us what you want to speculate on. Yeah, you could. You could come up. Don't be shy. Reckless speculation. Yeah, we want to meet as many of you as possible. If you see us up there, like, you know, uh, Bigfoot in the wilderness up there holding uh, Surly, don't be afraid to come up and say hi and speculate with us. So, so yesterday, this was making the rounds yesterday. Now that uh, Pat McAfee is back on ESPN, he gets access to the Adam Schefters and all these fun people. So Adam Schefter goes on McAfee's show yesterday, and and McAfee said, hey, the Jets are terrible. 
Zach Wilson can't throw a football. And he's skittish. The Vikings are 0-3. Kirk Cousins is leading the NFL in a bunch of quarterback stats, and he's not under contract. So does this thing make sense? What do you think, Shefty? Mm-hmm. And Shefty says, there's nothing to that right now, but the Vikings are 0-3, and they made a decision where it clearly uh, certainly looks like they're going in a different direction than Kirk Cousins next year. That's one that honestly is a logical fit for both sides if the Vikings would want to do that trade. So and then he kind of goes on saying at that point, they'd be punting on their season. Do they want to are they ready to send that message, et cetera, et cetera? It's pretty rare that Adam Schefter offers an opinion, Judd. So we'll kind of start there and say, do you think he is wandering into reckless speculation land here? Or do you think he's hearing from the Jets side that, my God, we got to get someone and we're just kind of waiting on the Vikings to maybe the Vikings will go 0 and 4 and come to their senses here. What do you make of him offering opinion before I give you my reckless speculation? I make a, this. I believe some calls might be coming into Egan from outside the house. So I believe the teams might be pro. So, because Schefter would recklessly speculate if he knew like a quarter of the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, so like, I don't think he's going to sit at, at home. Um, it doesn't be, it doesn't help him to just make stuff up. Um, but if he knows that wheels are turning, not within the Vikings. I don't think the Vikings are shopping a player yet. So let's just be clear about that. I agree. Yeah. But if he knows that, for instance, the Jets picked up the phone and left a message, or he knows the teams have started to think about it and tell him, hey, you know, we're thinking about this now. It's very logical for him then to just say, hey, nothing's going on yet. Yeah. Because that's true. But here's what might happen. So that's what I think is where I think that's where he's coming from. And I don't think the Vikings are there yet. I think I think they're clearly frustrated. They understand the math and the uphill climb when you start 0-3, even if it's kind of a weird... Like I wouldn't say it's a weak division because the Lions are formidable. The Packers look like they've got a competent quarterback. Yeah. Um, there, There is still a path, but you got to win on Sunday to start down that road. By the way, if you win on Sunday, congratulations. Your prize is the Chiefs and the 49ers in two of your next three games after the Panthers. So I don't think they're there yet, but as they continue to go down this path of Oh, and three, maybe it's one and four and then it's two and five. People are going to keep talking about the jets. San Francisco has been a conversation, although the way Brock Brock Purdy's not yeah. perfect, but the way he's been playing, I think only yeah. an injury would open the 49ers door in season here. Agreed. But there's a third team out there. Oh boy that nobody is really talking about. Reckless speculation. A third team, a mystery team, if you will. Reckless speculation. That if you start to do the math and you start to paint the picture, could make some sense between now and the Halloween NFL trade deadline. Yeah. And I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have started the season two and one, right? Everyone kind of said, oh, the Falcons. Yeah, they drafted B. John Robinson, but they're just going to be kind of in the mix for a top five draft pick again, right? Well, they're playing in a very open, winnable division. They play a pretty weak schedule. They've started two and oh, they won their first two home games. They did get trounced a little bit by the Lions on the road in week three. They have to go play. Uh, a reeling Jacksonville team in Jacksonville. They're probably going to lose that game, but then they get Texans at home. Commanders at home, Buccaneers and Titans all before the trade deadline. So with their two and one start, there's a really good chance 
that the Falcons are going to be in the mix. They're currently tied for the division. They're going to be in the mix for a division or a playoff spot in one month from right now. And if you look at their team, they've got some of the more intriguing weapons. I mean, Bijan Robinson, rookie-scale contract for the next five years. They drafted Kyle Pitts, the crazy freakish tight end that they can't get the ball to the last couple of years because they haven't had a quarterback, right? Drake London, I believe, was the first receiver taken off the board a year ago. And uh, and he only has eight catches for 98 yards this year. Not because he's a bust or he's bad. Desmond Ritter is just not really a franchise quarterback. Okay? Cap space-wise, they'd have to clear some room, like restructure someone just like anyone would in season because Cousins' contract, I think it's, it'd be $10 million prorated for anyone that acquires him. All the other cap stuff for the Vikings is like bonuses that they've shoved into void years. So the acquiring team would only be on the hook for like a prorated $10 million, and you could find a way to make that work in season. So, and then going into 2024, the Falcons have like 55 million in cap space they could create. So they have the cap space or they could create it to make room for Kirk in season and maybe even an extension. You might like, Phil, are you just, this is random. The Falcons. Yeah. The Falcons. Typical Mackie Cousins hater. It's all all I'm hearing. You just, you're just like making up a team. Why would you just make up a team? Classic. Doesn't make any sense, right? Kirk Cousins' wife was born and raised in. In Georgia, she went to the University of Georgia in Athens, and Kirk and Julie were married almost 10 years ago in Georgia. They have family in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Atlanta is a much more similar market to Minneapolis in terms of like it's kind of a middle market in the NFL if it's between Jets and New York and pressure cooker and all of that stuff. And, and Kirk is very comfortable in Minnesota, right? He's, he's from Michigan. He's a Midwestern guy. Family is very important to him. He takes Parents Tuesday. In he, Parents in Florida. In Florida. He takes Tuesday off every week yeah, to well, be with family, right? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta makes so much more sense than the Jets in this conversation, especially if Kirk is the one, which he is, that can decide on the no trade clause or not. I'm just saying, no one's really talking about the Atlanta Falcons because the Jets, the Jets, you know, right, they're desperate. New York national media, right? But if it's about Kirk waving a no trade clause and it's about which team is going to be in position to actually make the playoffs in like three or four weeks when the trade deadline's closer, the dude, the Jets might be one in five. They can't, they can't throw like Zach, they can't move the ball. Yeah. Their season ended when Aaron got hurt. Their, their season ended when Aaron got hurt. You're not going to get another quarterback. Like it, that's not in the cards because no, you know, Kirk's not going to go to a team to play out, in my opinion, play out the season and then not, and he's not going to sign there partially because Aaron's coming back. Uh, yeah. This is a great bit of reckless speculation. This is, I, I mean, reckless now, speculation. now Kirk would obviously have to go there and, and Arthur Smith, the Falcons coach would have to tweak things quite a bit from his system to fit what Kirk does and not make it uh, too much of a, of a um, culture shock from a football point of view. But yeah, I think that this is far, far uh, has a far better chance of being a realistic trade target. And again, to your point, I think that, you know, with Kirk's background with Georgia on his mind, obviously with Kirk's background. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh How about that? Um, with you know people close to him there with Julie's family 
being from there, um, he would be very likely to probably sign an extension. And so that's the key to me. I don't think Kirk is, and I, I, I know Dukes does not agree with this completely. I don't think Kirk is going to be a mercenary. I think Kirk's a mercenary with an agenda of a contract, if that makes sense. I don't see him being a mercenary with, oh, my contract's done and then I'm done. Um, I, I will bring up what I think is the most interesting question, though, you know, and to go back to this in 2020, the Vikings were one and five going into the bye following that disastrous loss to the Falcons at U.S. Bank Stadium. The buy hit. They made one trade in Gakwe. They didn't trade anyone else. And that was a team begging to be put out of its misery. So so I think the bigger que- the bigger question to me is not our team's going to call on players. Kirk, Daniel, go down that line. I think they are going to call. Do the Vikings have the stomach, especially the Wilfs, to consider a trade such as that? Mm. Because I'll tell you right now, Phil, what you just laid out to me is really intriguing for a team that might be might be off the rails here at some point. And one final just piece of intrigue on this discussion. The first game after the the trade deadline on both of these team schedules is each other. The Vikings play the Falcons the week after the trade deadline. So, again, this is just a little reckless fun speculation among get players. ahead of it. Okay? Always get ahead of it. So safe I love space what you're doing. for speculation here. Always looking out on the future. Now, the Falcons have, it's a little weird. I don't know. I haven't done enough digging on, like, the status of their, uh, of some of these conditional picks. They do have a first-round pick in 2024 if they wanted to get really squirrely. They have a second and a third and maybe even a fourth that are tied up in, like, a conditional Calvin Ridley thing with the Jaguars. So we'd have to kind of figure out what that looks like. But could you do, like, a, hey, you give us your first-round pick, and then we kick we kick back, like, a, a second or something you could like we just want two first round picks and then we'll kick back whatever you want if if it means maybe it's just a straight up first round pick for a team that thinks that they can take advantage of a weak nfc i don't know i would be shocked if the falcons would just straight up trade a first round pick for cousins mm-hmm. um unless they could get a deal done and they thought he was their guy for the next two or three years but you know just, uh, something to keep an eye on it would be shocking to me of anyone giving up a first round pick for a rental quarterback at this point unless there's an extension on the back end that is being worked out. If that is the case, then okay, I can be talked into a little bit. I think no team is going to give you a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins. That being said, the Vikings, as of right now, do not even have a third-round pick. They have the first, they have their second, and they have two-fourths. They have three selections in the first 120 picks in next year's draft for a team right now that is 0-3 and has holes all over their roster. So whether it's Kirk Cousins or even Daniil Hunter or anyone else, honestly, on this on this sphere, they need more mid round picks. They need more draft picks, just in general. I shouldn't say it's mid round picks. No, they, they need, need more they need draft a first. Picks. They need another first round pick. Yeah, they need as many draft picks as possible to start this over if they want to go down that path. And Quasi is all about asset management, and he would definitely want to inquire as many bullets as possible. I think if. I agree with Dex. I think if you don't have an extension uh, with a team that Cousins potentially is going to go to, in, in this case, with reckless speculation of the Falcons, I don't think you get a first-round pick for him. I think you have a better chance of a first-round pick for Hunter right now for a desperate team as far as – because when you bring in a quarterback – Reckless speculation. Like, again, when you bring in a quarterback, like, in season, and look, it's fun to talk about, but that's a t- – you know – 
you're asking a guy on the fly to learn a system or to adapt or you have to adapt. But Daniil, you just turn him loose, right? Like you just turn him loose. Like if if the Jacksonville, if, who are the Jaguars have, have been weird so far this season. But, you know, if you if he goes to Jacksonville, he plays immediately. And you ain't too concerned about, I wonder if he knows the system. You're just like, hey, see that guy, Daniil? That's the quarterback. You like to sack those guys. So I actually think if you want a second first round pick here, potentially, Daniil might be the guy to get that. I love the idea on Kirk. Um, I don't think unless you got an extension that you would get a first round pick, though. I yeah. think you'd probably get a, a second or third. Yeah. Just, hey, just throwing it out there. OK, I know people are going to people are going to go crazy over this. You know, you oh, hater. God, we're going to I'm you getting hammered hater. on Twitter already just for my rant. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is about what can the Vikings do? What can the Vikings do to pave a better path for 2024 and beyond? They need, they have a lot of holes to fill. Um, there, the, Kirk Cousins has been great in some parts this season, but he's also going to be 36 next year and very expensive. And and he's going to hit an open market bidding war. You know? coming back. So he ain't coming back at this point. Yeah. You know, uh, you know who is coming back is Ugly Deck. They're coming back to the backyard to help you get rid of your ugly deck and make it pretty. That's what they're well, going to do. Uglydeck.com. Yes, exactly. Look at that deck. Look at that deck. And now look at this. They are dancing. Why are they dancing? Because my friends at Ugly Deck come to the rescue every time. And right now, Uglydeck.com is offering a Reserve My Deck Package Now special for the DIY homeowner who wants to build a deck in the spring. And here's the best part. Look at that party going on right there. Look at that deck. Save huge bucks for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package. Now, UglyDeck.com is offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package, plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will then deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st of next year, and you'll be the smartest DIYer on the block, saving as much as $10,000 on your deck build. Remember, with Ugly Deck, you get free plans, a free coach, access to their online deck build academy, and they will install your footings and ledger. You do the rest. You save huge. UglyDeck.com. Go there today. Click on reserve on the Reserve My Deck Package Now button, and you can be, unlike the purple, a winner in 2003 going into 2024. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource, the official pet food of Purple Daily here, and uh, and also all of Score North. Maya Mackey just absolutely gets the biggest goofy grin on her face when it's time for, I don't want to say it, because F-O-O-D, when it's time for her. She knows what that word means, and so I don't want to get her all excited here yet. Uh, that gal right there, Stella, she tells me when. She doesn't wait. She just lurks around, and then she says, you know what, it's time to go outside, and when I get inside, it's going to be time for a training rewards treat. And I would guess that the Vinster Declan Goff, I would guess that he also runs your house. Oh, my God. He was just in here between shows. And, hey, are, are, we, are we getting a new trust yet? What are we doing? Are we going to give me a treat? What are we going to do? Here, here's my toy. I'm going to put it right in your face. Give me a new trust treat. <laughs> do it. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com <laughs> to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, he is the most passionate Vikings fan we know. He's one of the OG callers into Vikings Ventline, the old radio version back uh, when Judd and I were schlepping around doing four-hour radio shows, 1500 ESPN. He is a film study connoisseur who has nailed multiple Vikings draft picks correctly. He is Randy in Cottage Grove. Randy Vikes 69 on Twitter slash X. Uh, how are we holding up here, Randy, after the 0-3 start, man? Frustrated. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the term they use uh, when you're really jonesing for something and you, you can't make it happen, kind of got the, you know, Little blue, as they say. Oh, you're feeling a little, little, a little blue. <laughs> or the pills. So, blue. I mean, what I think, what what I think it means. Oh boy, yeah. You know what it is. It it it. You 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 you're hard up for a win, and uh, and then we're we're one three, and that's uh, you know, the, at this point, the Twins might get a playoff win before we get any win. And that would be quite embarrassing too, because the Twins haven't won a playoff game since 2004. So. If we're not careful, this. People in this town are going to start talking about them more than the purple. Do you do you feel like the season is over at zero and three? Close, close. You can make a run. You can make a run. People have made runs, but the the the, the, the with you know we got the Butterfingers bunch. Uh, you know nobody can can wrap it up. Nobody can hang on. Yeah, I mean this it's, is what this is football one hundred and one. When did the trade, trade start, Randy? When do the trades start? When do you start dealing guys? Who 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 even wants any of these guys? You know, hey, who who wants Alexander Madison? Can't hang on to the rock. You know, who who wants TJ Hawkinson? You know, number old number eight put it right on the numbers, right on the numbers. In fact, he even let him a little bit. It's a great throw. He zinged it. Just just can't can't wrap it. Can't hold on to it. Well, you got him under contract now. Yeah. yeah, he's the high. He's the highest paid tight end in the in the league now. He's making more than Taylor Swift's guy. He is. He is. He is. Yeah. Does Taylor know that? Maybe Taylor should turn her attention to to the hawk at some she, point. I think she likes the guys with the clean, clean, clean look, like the crew cut. From what I understand. Okay. Yeah, right? little, Which is, maybe a little mustache. <laughs> I don't know why the hawk knows this. It varies. I, it's I not good. It, 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 the whole the whole thing is is uh, is frustrating, and um, you know what's this? The, the, we 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 as fans, we go all out too. You know, we we prepare for a new season too. I got, uh, in fact, a, a new addition uh, to the the, uh, the place we view the games, the road games anyway, in my in my garage, and it's a it's a fireball uh, aider, like a Jager aider, but a, a fireball aider. fireball aider, like a. Like a fireball fridge? It's a fireball cooler. It fits two bottles. And when That's my other Jagerator broke, I, I said, well, let's just do one of each. We have options now. When they're touchdown shots, you can get ice-cold Jag or ice-cold fireball. And and we haven't had any of them. Oh, it's too bad. I love yeah. those things. I, I've seen one of them. They're, they're cool. They're good, Randy. I'm yeah. glad you got the fireball it's on there cool, now. Too, it's, a, it's, a, it's what they call an innovation someone came up with. And they put two bottles in it, and, and it gets it nice and cold, very mm-hmm. cold. And and it's it's tough to have people over, get all jacked and rowdy, and 
and then everyone leaves with a pissy taste in their mouth. Hey, what happened to going to the bar? I'm just curious. You didn't get kicked out, did you? We go to the bar too, Jeff. I mean, we 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 sometimes we start at the bar, go home, party for a bit, come back to the bar, go home okay. again, come back. We can make multiple stops in one day, you know. Especially with these noon games, you know, you get bloodies flowing, you know, eight 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 thirty in the morning. By the t- time you're doing your your touchdown shots, and and then the game is over, and sometimes when everyone's upset, you end up going back to the bar and drinking harder. Yeah. Right. I mean, just be safe mm-hmm. and responsible. Let's go. That's mm-hmm. what we just want to emphasize for. It's a, it's three three weeks now, and then by the way, because of the Thursday situation, that, that we that should have been a dud stable too. But here's another one. So so just go ahead and do the do the thing. And, you, and you want your music? Yeah, let's go. Let's get it over with. All right. Uh, oh, this yeah. is this is Randy in Cottage Grove. Randy Vikes sixty nine on Twitter. This is the week three dud stable here. For the Minnesota Vikings. This is a yet another uh, loss that could have been, should have been a win. It could be 3-0 and right now. This team could be 3-0 and sitting on top of the division. Instead, the the the, the, the golden goose is, is now laying some turrets this year. These one-score games. <laughs> one way to put it, yeah. So, so th- this, and this one is a very frustrating stable because it's another one of these just Butterfingers games where this is 101, you know? It's like when we're, we, we always say wrap, wrap it up, take care of the ball, you know? Softball, you're playing first base, you, someone flings one over for, from the pitcher's mound, you've got first job of business, hold on to that ball. If you have to come off the bag, do it, it's fine. First job of business. Well, that, that was lost, apparently, on Alexander Madison. Alexander? You got the job. They, they gave you the vote of confidence. They gave you some cash too. They they brought the back up the truck a little bit and brought some jack to the table. And what do you do? You, you're, you're dropping the biscuit all over the the table. You you can't even. It, it's so frustrating. You got one man to beat. You can't even make one juke. Alexander Madison, you are right now big time in the stable. You're a dud. Wow, wow, it's a dud. Well put. Wow, DJ Hawkinson. Oh, wow. You got all that cash. You got all that flow on top of your head. Well, maybe that, maybe some of that dough and some of that flow are getting a little mixed up with each other. TJ, your guy who right now doesn't seem like he's got his head in the game, doesn't seem like he's got his ass ready to fire, ready to cross that goal line. That should have been a touchdown, TJ. You should have won that game. Instead, couldn't wrap it up, couldn't hang on to it. So yet another Butterfingers guy. And in this stable, TJ, you are a dud. Yeah, it's tough, man. Starts the game with a fumble, ends the game with uh, a ball bouncing off his hands, man. Kirk That's... Cousins. Oh. Kirk, a lot of people want to say, you, you, you're not the problem. The, the, the O-line got you running for your life. Well, maybe, Kirk, when you start to look out there and you start to see these guys who cannot hold on to the ball, who drop it all over the place, you put it right on the money and it bounces off six guys and ends up as a pick. Maybe, Kirk, you need to take matters into your own hands. Maybe you do need to let that line collapse a little bit and roll out. You might oh. be 35, but you've got some wheels, Kirk. Maybe you need to take the rock, tuck the rock, and go ahead and get the hard yards, get the tough yards. Because I know, tell you one thing, Kirk, people might not be giving you enough of a hard time for that here, other than people like me who, who understand the game. But you go to New York, Kirk, they're not going to accept that. They're not going to accept that with the J-E-T-S Jets and that defense. So, Kirk, before we ship your ass out, try to learn to hang on to the football because you are a dud. Wow. You like that on 3-1-2-3? You like that? Wow. 
It's a lot of and anger. I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it. He, like he just he dropped, dropped the mic with like Kirk Cousins right there. So I'm sorry. Am I translating what he just said correctly? That he would prefer Kirk Cousins run the ball more. Yeah, yeah. He thinks Kirk he should said? talk. Yep, yep. More RPOs. Like Sunday, <laughs> when Madison wouldn't give him the ball back, and he clearly wanted it back. That felt like Madison back. going rogue, didn't it? It's a it's, well, a, it's an like, RPO. It's a clear RPO, and yep. Kirk sticks the ball in the bread basket. He's ready to pull yep. it out, and Madison's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, this is my it's my time." And this they almost fumbled turn. it. That I ball, all, that ball, damn near came loose because Kirk finally like relinquished. And it wasn't like. It wasn't like a run-run option where Kirk wasn't going to like pull it and run. He was no. going to pull it and throw a pass to like yes. a tight end or something. Yeah, I think he was going to throw a screen. So yeah, it's tough, tough to argue with. I don't, I don't know if I would have put Madison. Madison dropped a pass at one point, and he did have a couple of fumbles that yeah, turned not, out to not be fumbles. Right. He's definitely in the Butterfingers Club, but I don't know that I would put him in the dud stable for this game. So that's the only one I would really take issue with with Randy and Cottage Grove there. I do think that the uh, the forward progress break that he got was a bad call. I think that was a fumble. Now, now the ground force, the second one, and yep. so that's pretty that's not great, but it's crystal clear on the rule. But uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? If we're gonna if we're gonna pick on Kirk for stats and and, and then lack of production in times of great need, Madison's okay with me as a dud because his stats were good, but the eye test he did not pass it. He did not pass the eye test. That drop was a terrible drop. In, in fact, I thought it was funny that that the one play where they faulted Kirk when he tried to force the ball in in the red zone, Madison, I think, was in the flat wide open. He was. And everyone was like, you got to throw it to Madison. You got to throw it to Madison. Well, if I'm Kirk, I'm like, uh, do I really? But, but I mean, that drop Ma- was awful. And that's where we don't know what his progression is on that. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure. I mean, it looked like Hawkinson was the first place he looked. And he saw Hawkinson kind of flash to the right. And he put that ball right where really only Hawkinson could catch it. It was away from the outstretched arm. But right. when you watch that play again, a couple defenders, there's one defender draped with an arm sort of blocking his his view. Yeah. At what point does Kirk move well, off of that? The, the pressure was not really getting to him on that particular play. He had another tick to maybe move to a different read there, but. I don't know, but, man. But that's, but that's why my point was if Hawkinson takes part in all those training camp red zone drills is their timing because to me it was a to me it was not good timing yeah like the throw yet yes he dropped the throw and yet but to your point and as Booney said and he's right as well he had a guy on his back so if if Hawkinson had gone through training camp because you know we see them practice that Phil how many times in training camp like they do red zone periods constantly and if the timing if the understanding of where he's going to be and because if that ball comes out a tick earlier it's probably caught. Yeah. So yeah. Now you're bl- now you're just blaming Kirk. Then you're blaming Kirk, and uh, that's unacceptable. You know what? I can't. I can't. I can't win anymore. So I've just decided that I will continue to speak my truth. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey, since uh, Randy just gave excuse me his dud stable, this is probably a good time for Judd to guess the PFF grades and see who are the duds and the studs Love for the duds. Vikings here. So we're going to put Judd's old, grizzled, former beat writer eye test to work here against Pro Football Focus's scouting grades. We're looking for the three best and worst offensive players for the Vikings. You get three strikes when you're guessing these. 15 snaps or more, and then we'll do the defense. All right, let's start with three best. Uh, I'm going to guess Kirk Cousins is one of the three best. Kirk Cousins. Incorrect. He was Two more strikes. Fifth, fifth best. Two more strikes. He, he graded well, but not superb. He didn't grade as well as you would think, seeing 365 yards, three touchdowns. Okay. We'll put it that way. Very fair. Justin Jefferson among the three best. Justin Jefferson was the second best graded player. 84 and a half out of 100. Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison is incorrect. He was sort of middle of the pack. Something interesting about Jordan Addison. So the Vikings played 83 offensive snaps. Addison played 59. K.J. Osborne played eight, uh, 77. So K.J. Osborne is yeah. absolutely still this team's number two wide receiver. He is the starting number two wide receiver. The biggest difference is they trust Osborne as a blocker on the edge a lot more than they trust Addison. Yep. And, and rightfully so. That's why Jordan Addison is not getting... It's the run-blocking aspect that they're trying to unlock that K.J. Osborne is just far better than Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. All right, I have one more guess on top three. I only have one. Um, I can't believe anyone on the offensive line is top three. Ah, uh, boy. But that being said, what I got, I'm just going to name some names here. I've got K.J. Osborne as a potential. I've got I've got it's, t- it's tough to decide for this game, man. It's a weird game. I've got Madison, but he's there's no way. He had way too many miscues to get himself near the top three. In fact, I, I would guess he did not grade well. He shouldn't have if, if he did shame on you, PFF. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? I am going to guess because he caught a touchdown. I am going to guess K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne was the second worst-graded player for the Vikings offensively in this really? game. Really? Yeah. Okay. They had him really good as a run blocker, but then they had him very meh. Now, the the worst players still were, like, average. They, it was, like, 58 out of 100 grade because so the Vikings offense had a good, relatively good game. All right. So, all right. Uh, well, you're out of guesses here on yep, the offensive so. side. So I'll give you the three best and three where We give you three wrong guesses for all of the best and worst. So Josh Oliver was the highest-graded offensive player. He scored a touchdown in this game. He's a good blocker. Okay. Good blocker? He he, yeah, he, he does a lot of good things that you don't really like see all the time, but yeah. mm-hmm. he's been up there for most all these three games. He's a good player. Yeah, and then 
Ed Ingram maybe making his first ever appearance in the top three because he had a 91.1 run blocking grade in this game, but still only a 47.9 pass blocking grade and six pressures allowed. So I'm not sure how that works. He must have been so good in the run game that he unlocked a lot of things from Madison. Yep. The three worst players, TJ Hawkinson was the lowest graded player. KJ Osborne, the second lowest graded player, and Christian Derrissaw, who gave up a couple of hits and four Not pressures Brian in this game. What was Brian O'Neill's grade? Fourth worst. He was just like a tick, okay. a so tick the tackles, better than... Yeah. So the tackles both had really bad days. Relative to their although, usual performance, yes. Although I will say in Derrissaw's defense, he's playing on an ankle that's bad, so that probably does make playing left tackle on an island yeah. tougher. And in O'Neill's defense, he's coming off of Achilles tendon surgery. Yeah. So... He might not ever be the same player. Who knows? All right, defense. We're going to give you uh, three incorrect guesses to give us best the three and best and three worst. We'll see if Judd can do it. Okay. Let's have more fun here. Let's go worst. Okay. I feel like I feel like there was some really high-quality ineptitude. 15 snaps or more is what we're looking for here. All right. One of the three worst, a Caleb Evans. A Caleb Evans is incorrect, actually. Tough, tough he was the... Thing the sixth best graded player on defense, so kind of middle of the pack in terms of oh. starters. He had a 71 grade. He did have the notable... Uh, I was going to say... should have been kind of a game-sealing fo- interception that turned yes. into a touchdown the other way, but... Or breakup, if yeah. nothing else. Just bat that thing down, man. Don't have that thing go off your hands and your helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, all right, so Caleb Evans is incorrect. I have two more guesses left. I still want to do the worst because this is way more fun. Uh, DJ Wanham, one of the worst. DJ Wanham was the third worst graded player not on a defense. A 49.7 grade. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Marcus Davenport. He's playing way too much DJ Wanham is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go um linebackers, no. Safeties, no. Corners, maybe. Um Oh God. Yeah, the train's coming by. Don't worry about that. Don't know if you can hear it or not. Get off the tracks when the train's coming through. Get off the. Uh, um, hold on a second here. I got to look at my depth chart to see if. Did I you can. take some handwritten notes during the game? No, I just got a depth. I, I just got the the depth chart, which sure. looks like a which looks like a play call card. It does so. look like a play card. Yeah, they do a really good job yeah. of those. You yep, should do the do. the whole show with like a play mm-hmm. chart in front of your face. I just got a green eighty <laughs> green green seventy two. Um, Dean Lowry. I'm going to guess Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry was the second worst graded player. Do you remember when? Do you remember when? 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 Like the talk was, well, Dean Lowry wrecked games when he when the Packers played the Vikings. Well, yeah, it turns out he wrecked games for the Packers, and now he's wrecking for the Vikings. I think he is the second worst graded defensive tackle in the league. PFF through three weeks. He's like thirty, right? He's at an age where it gets a little dicey for for big guys. Not, he's yeah, he's not good. No, not gonna, not gonna be net. Okay, and then so you have I'm, two two strikes left, and we need uh, another in the bottom three, and then we need the three at the top. Okay, I'm going to go bottom three. I'm going to go Pat Jones, Patrick Jones, the second. He was the fourth worst graded. Oh, player. so close, so close on him. Oh, basically these guys that they're trying to run in as edge rushers, quote unquote, that they're not aren't. Working. Zadarius Smith or Marcus yeah. Davenport—it's just not working out. No depth. You know, you know what? I'm I'm going to give you another low grade, and I don't know if this is right or not, but I don't feel like he had a good game. 
And he definitely on the Keenan Allen touchdown pass was just caught and he was just didn't make any type of attempt. He was confused. I'm going to go Byron Murphy Jr. He was the worst graded defensive player for the Vikings. 41.1 out of 100. How about that? Nice job. That's a, I'm very proud of myself right now. That's a really good job. Can you identify, you get one strike. Can you, can you identify the three best defensive players? Um, Jonathan Bullard. Super random guess. That is a random guess. He played he, well, according to... He made, to, like, two great... Two or three really nice plays. He stopped the fourth down. Yeah, so he uh, he played well, but he was not one of the top three. So you've hit, you've hit your quota here, so I'll give you the remaining. The, the three best-graded Vikings defensive players, PFF, Jordan Hicks, 89.2 out of 100, Daniil Hunter, 85.2, mm. and Josh Metellus at 76.2 were the three best-graded players. Playing with a mangled shoulder, too. Metellus, he left yeah, the game again and, and came back. That kid must be tough as nails. He's tough, man. Yeah, Daniil Hunter and Metellus each had three pressures. Uh, worth noting, Ivan Pace was the fifth highest graded player. He's been one of the highest graded inside linebackers in the NFL so far this year. A couple more pressures for him, handful of tackles. So nice start for the uh, undrafted free agent rookie. Hey, um, let's uh, we'll wrap the show here with our pigskin pecking order and where the Vikings rank, according to us. They keep sliding down the rankings, presented in part by our friends over at Livia, helping Purple Daily listeners lose quite a bit of weight the last couple of years. Oh, exactly right. And they, they helped me uh, a couple of years ago go from the guy on the left to the guy on the right, down 40 pounds right there. How did they do it? They did it through a program that works. And, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you know what? The word diet scares us, right? The word, it's like diet. I got to go on a diet. This program is as simple and efficient as it can possibly get. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle type of change, but it's a lifestyle type of change that still allows you to enjoy the weekend. It allows you to not feel like you're trying to get by on breadcrumbs. It allows you to have a weight loss program that I'm going to tell you right now is going to work. And now you're saying, okay, Judd, back that up. And Sports Dad's going to tell you I'm going to do exactly that by telling you Livia has a deal right now. Three months, first three months are free. So you can see the results for yourself over the first three months for free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com, inside or outside the state, because outside the state, the whole thing can be done virtually. Livia is going to work for you, and you're going to get three months free. Give them a try. Do it today. Start to drop those unwanted pounds. Yeah, and you know what? I've seen Judd in action. You can still live your life and maintain a healthy weight or lose weight because we've been to 3Jack, and Judd exercises moderation when we go to 3Jack. i got to be honest. Uh, Dex and I may not have with those, uh, Dex those doesn't need chicken to. nachos. I hate Dex. Uh, yeah, 3Jack in the North Loop. That's true. You know, whether I'm just swinging golf clubs or eating those loaded nachos, I'm having a ball with my friends at 3Jack. Uh, right there in the North Loop, you know, they have actually special game day, uh, game day specials, too, for Vikings games and whatnot. Go to 3Jack.com to stay up to date on those menu items. And, of course, uh, book your simulator bay. You know, we're getting to fall golf season, but sometimes those fall golf tee times uh, get, get up pretty quick, right? Well, you can still get your swings in at 3Jack. Go to 3Jack.com to reserve that bay and go support our friends in the North Loop. And even though the the Vikings have had a hard time winning since like, oh, the beginning of January, uh, you can still win thanks to the Minnesota Lottery's Vikings scratch off game. Scratch off game. Absolutely positively right here for five bucks. Guess what? You can you hold the key to possibly um, uh, prizes of up to one hundred thousand dollars. That's right. You. 
you could win $100,000. Second chance prizes they include season tickets or an away game trip. That's officially exciting. This is the official scratch game of the Vikings, of course. Just say I'm in, must be 18 or older to play. But again, you could win up to $100,000. You know what? 0-3, a lot easier to take if you are walking around with a winner. Amen. All right. Speaking of winners, let's go through our pigskin pecking order here. Our top 10 teams in the NFL, according to us, the uh, leadership cabinet of Purple Daily. And then where do the Vikings rank? Now, last year we had them in the top 10, all of us collectively, pretty much the whole season. Not so much after the 0-3 start. Mm. So we all rank our top 10 teams. We put them together in aggregation and we come out with this. You should have seen Judd and I uh, audible for this last week, Phil. Instead of trying to figure out the math, which, by the way, is for two people, it's actually a lot easier to do the math. We just decided to do our own grades and put the, or our own rankings <laughs> and order, then flash yeah. a graphic up on the screen separately. So that's what okay. we ended up doing with you being absent last week. I could have given you mine, but I just forgot. I guess. No, it's okay. Ours, ours worked so. good, too. So we've got, uh, we've got the San Francisco 49ers collectively as the number one team in the National Football League. Let's see here. I believe... Both Judd and myself had the Niners number one. Declan had them third. And then number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. So we had Judd and I had the Chiefs two. Declan has them fourth. So we have some dissension here. The Miami Dolphins are third. Declan has the Dolphins as the best team in the NFL. I have them third. And Judd has them fourth. Eagles at four. Buffalo Bills at five. After a rough start, they've come yep. back with a couple blowout victories looking more like the Bills we know. I'm guessing exactly. all of us have these five teams in our top five in some way, correct? Uh, I have the Bills six and the Cowboys oh, okay. at five, even after a Cowboys oh, okay. loss. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cowboys were, I mean, the Cowboys were ravaged on the offensive line. That's going to change. So I'm not, I'm not going to freak out too much, but mm-hmm. yeah. So the Bills are five. Ravens are six. Cowboys at seven. Cleveland Browns jumping up for the first time ever in the pigskin pecking order. Defense, defense dude. So the defense good. is yes. unbelievable. Yeah, we all had the Browns ranked. I had them 10th. Judd had them 7th. Declan had them 8th. But yeah, Jim Schwartz has those guys playing their asses off on defense. They're averaging three and a half yards per play given up on defense. Every blade of grass is being defended by the Cleveland Browns right now. Every blade of grass. Yes, it is. The Lions at nine, and the Cincinnati Bengals, despite looking awfully rickety, at ten. So the Bengals are interesting because the only person to rank the Bengals was Judd, but you had him sixth. So that's what kind of swung the rankings here. I think the Bengals will be fine. That's fine. I'm not going to fight you on that because I think they're going to be relatively Burrow's playing. Burrow's playing hurt, and they still won. Um, And and plus, I, I am giving them credit because they got off to what an 0-2 start last season as well and came yeah. back. Um, but I, I still think like seven through 10 at this time of year is pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Other teams receiving votes here. We had a vote. Declan voted for the Packers to be 10th. And then I had the Steelers at nine. Otherwise we were pretty, pretty uniform. So Bengals Steelers Packers were kind of the rogue teams uh, that only one of us voted for because Judd had the Bengals higher. They cracked the top 10. So there you go. Okay, where do we have the Vikings ranked? Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. But there's a wide range here. So I have them 17th. 
Judd has them 20th. Declan has them all the way down at 25th. So Declan has them as one Good of the you, worst teams in the NFL matching their record. I'm basically saying, yeah, they're 0-3, but they've played close games. They're better than their record indicates. Whatever. Hang the banner. We all have them bottom half of the league. 17th, 20th, and 20th. I didn't want to do it. They forced me to do it. I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, Declan 25th. I yep. mean, I'm sour yeah. on them. Good. Good. For I, you, I, I do not think, at, I mean, three games, even with some ugly turnovers and bad luck, yeah. I still believe that this team is massively flawed after three games. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to really, tough to really fight that too much. I guess I'm a little more, I don't know if optimistic is the word, just a little bit more uh, forgiving of sort of the way that they've lost these three games. But I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm like a parent. Sports dad is very disappointed right now. I expected more from you. Yeah, we all did. Someone, Although someone hit us up. There, Feedback Friday is going to be just a, a whole bin of stuff to sort through this week. But someone hit us up. They're like, well, well, you guys all had them at like nine wins with an improved defense and an improved offense, which is pretty much like they've had they've had an improved offense and, an, and a slightly improved defense. But yeah, but they're 0-3. They're not gonna, it's going to be hard to win nine games at this point. And it's the eye test, too. Yes. It's the it's how are you losing? Are you like going toe to toe with the Eagles on Thursday night? And it's like, oh my God, this is a great game. Oh, you lost. That's too bad. Yeah. Or are or are you dropping footballs? Are you fumbling footballs? Are you playing dumb football? Are you not stopping the clock in the, the red zone? Deep? Oh, oh, hold on a second. I didn't say that. What an ass I am. So there's where we have the Vikings, 17th, 20th, and 25th here. Purple Daily. We hope you guys find a way out to a park tavern in St. Louis Park to commiserate with us as we watch the Vikings play the Panthers. Park Tavern, St. Louis Park, uh, 8 o'clock, doors open. We're going to get there probably middle of the morning sometime, and uh, noon kickoff for the watch party. We'll be hanging out the whole game, catching up, meeting as many of you as possible, and then a live edition of Vikings Vent Line right after that's over from Park Tavern. So, yeah. We'll uh, be back tomorrow with our predictions and accountability session, which should also be a blast here. Thanks Uh, for spending your time with us. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.